read it one scripture to you, then I'll have you be seated. This morning we conclude our Love Is series. We've gone through 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And I believe God's got a relevant word for us this morning. You can turn this way or you can see our cheat screen back there. Whatever way you feel like looking, whatever's easier for you. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. Now, I want to just make sure I set this up for you. I'll look this way with you guys, whoever you are. Paul is, he's writing 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and it's sandwiched right in between obviously 12 and 14 where Paul's talking about spiritual gifts. He's talking about healing and speaking in tongues and prophecy and, and wisdom and knowledge and you must understand the context of, of what he's writing here because it'll make sense when he says now. Everybody say now. Now. When he's, not, he's not talking about a time frame, Cody. He's not talking about a point in time. It's, it's a sequential reference to everything he's been mentioning, okay? So when he says now, he's not talking about it's 1030, it's time to go to church. He's saying now, after everything I've said, after prophecy, after knowledge, after wisdom, after healing, after speaking in tongues, and this and that and the other, he said, now these three remain. And we talked about this earlier in the series, that the, the church at Corinth, they really desired the fullness of God. They wanted all the gifts that he would give them. But what Paul is saying is, hey, those, those they have a purpose and a time see if I can make this like this. What Paul's referencing here now, and this is kind of going to sound philosophical and psychological, you've got to be thinking about another state because Paul's not talking about time here on earth when he references this right here. He's talking about spending eternity with the Father. So what he's saying is these gifts, they're really important and the, and the leaders at Corinth, they wanted these things, but he's saying that there's coming a time when they will fade away, but now, now these three remain. Faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Will you pray with me? Father, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you that we get to worship you, and we do, as our worship team has, has led us so well this morning. We say, here is our heart, the wickedness of it, the sinfulness of it, the deceitfulness of it, Lord, the brokenness, the holes. Every part of us we want to give to you this morning, Lord. Please receive that. Please receive it. We ask that as we continue in worship through your word, oh Lord, that you would just, you would consume this atmosphere, you would fill this atmosphere, you would make your word become alive, that we would not just be hearers, but we would be doers, and you would truly help us understand what love is. Speak what is true to us, Lord, speak what is true, testify about what is spoken, what is proclaimed, may that resonate in our heart. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated seated. Now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. I want to share something before we continue that I think is important. Um, every time we do this, a gathering like this, I don't know, it just wrecks my heart for some reason. I don't know, I feel like I just get so just really intimate with the Father because um, one, you're a lot closer to me, and it's weird because now, I, like, you just eyes are all on me from everywhere. So I feel like you know have to do this, but <clears throat> I don't know. I think it just it's just a reminder, like, what's important about church. Sometimes we make it about um, honestly production, and we make it about lighting, we make it about this, we make it about that, and those things are important, but. Really, just, I mean, it is that we, we come to surrender before the Father. We come to worship Him. We come to offer our heart. And so that's what we've intended to do this morning. It's what I hope that we accomplish. But I want to share something with you that some of you may or you, you might not know, I don't know, or you've forgotten or you have no idea. But 
I'm so grateful this morning that literally, we, we talked about this in our volunteer service, that because of God's hand on this ministry, and I say this every single week, and this is going to, for some of you, it's going to make it seem like, hey, yeah, we've heard this before, but I really think this, the proof's in the pudding this morning. Um, we always say that our influence is so much bigger than this room here. It's so much bigger than what God is doing in this room. It's so much bigger than what he's doing downstairs in the kids' ministry, that we literally, we reach thousands of people a month through streaming services in different countries, Bulgaria and India and just everywhere. Uh, we got a message this week from a lady that lives in uh, north of Detroit, St. Clair County in Michigan, who listens to our, our services. Um, but I'm just also so grateful this morning that we have a team right now as we're worshiping the Father at 403 Market Street. We have a team in the Dominican Republic right now that's serving. And uh, we all just give the Father some praise for that. So literally, we're both we're serving locally and globally this morning, and um, just grateful for the Father's influence and the hand on our ministry, and perhaps we'll have a ministry someday so great that the sun will never set on what God's doing in city lots. But until then, we will worship Him here, there, wherever we can, however we can, and um, just grateful that, that the Father's love is good, His provision is good, and that He is faithful to, to, uh, to always provide and to move and um, so I'm excited to share a message with you this morning. Now, these three remain faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. So I think if you've you got to remember here, Paul, he's been talking about spiritual gifts, and now he's saying, hey, these three are going to remain, and you've got you've to be thinking about a different time frame in reality. He's not talking about here on earth. He's talking about when we get to eternity with the Father. And so I think if he's saying that love is the greatest, then we have to answer this question right here then is, why is love the greatest? Why is love the greatest? And I think in order to do that, then we must examine each one of these uh, faith, hope, and love. And I would just share this with you. Take me back, please. Pretend you guys didn't see that. I, I want to make sure that we understand here, and it's, 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 it's difficult to even to articulate and to try to get to the place mentally where we need to be. But Paul is not talking about here on earth now, okay? He's no longer talking about that when he says these three will remain. So how can love be greater than faith and hope? And we're going to look at it in just a moment. But you must understand this, that when we get to eternity, those of us who are in Christ, and you will spend eternity somewhere. You will spend eternity somewhere. I'm talking about for those of us who are going to spend eternity with Jesus. The reason that love is greater in one aspect is that you will no longer need your faith and hope. They will fulfill their purpose by the time that you, remember we talked about last week, there's this perfect clarity, this time coming when we see face to face. When we see Jesus face to face, when we see God at the throne and the angels are singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, you will not need your faith in the same way that you do now. Your faith will still be there. Your hope will still be there. But when you, when you experience and you look Jesus into the eye, you won't need faith anymore. It will have been fulfilled. When you see the angels swarming, and I don't know if swarming is the right word, but I guess that was kind of like if they were gnats, that would make sense. <laughs> you see those angels swarming around the throne of God, you will not need hope anymore. Your hope will be there in your face. Now, you will still have those things. You will still have faith, and you still will have hope, but they will no longer continue to grow like Love will. Love will continue to grow, and that's why it's the greatest. So I broke it down like this for you, faith and hope. Faith, if, you, if you're talking about it, it's important to understand, is there a difference? And this, the truth is they are distinct, yet they are related, okay? Faith and hope are distinct, yet they are related. So 
Faith equals it's my complete trust or confidence in God, or if you're not into Jesus, then it's in someone, it's a system, it's a thing. Many of you this morning, you put faith in your car when you drove here. Many of you, you put faith in people to stop at a stop sign. You do it every single day. You, you, you put faith that they're not going to run that red light. And when they do run that red light and I'm going to sit you, you be, you're sure to what? Speak Jesus to them, right? <laughs> so our faith then, if we understand why is love the greatest, we have to look at each one of these and see what they are, what they mean. Faith is, it equals my complete trust or confidence. Then hope then is, it's distinct, yet it's, they're, they're, they're together but different. Hope is a positive anticipation of what my faith believes in. Does that make sense? So the, one of the writers in Hebrews, he says it like this. You've probably heard it. You've probably read it. It's Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot See, so I, I want to try to just break this down for you. I'm trying there again to, to separate these three, uh, but also make it uh, practical for you. So if we break it down, it looks something like this. The difference between faith, hope, and love. So by faith, we receive grace and salvation. Once we have that salvation, we, come ex- we become expectant. Because of we've experienced the grace, the salvation that our faith has led us to, we have this great expectancy. So because of hope, we expect that great things will be done, that are going to happen. I don't know one person, uh, well, maybe I do, but no one comes to mind right now. When we, when we have this relationship with Christ, we become very hopeful, right? Sometimes, let's just be honest, sometimes hope's what gets us through the day. Sometimes what's, it's hope that gets us to the next exit on the interstate when we're running low on gas, right? By faith, we receive grace. Because of hope, we become expectant, but it's through love that we resemble Jesus. We resemble him. So we, we are expectant, we receive it, but this is what causes us to resemble the Father. And so love is greater because it lasts eternally. It will continue on and on and on and on. Now I want to make sure that I clarify this because if you study this scripture, if you're a scholar and you like to study, you're going to see some things in there. Paul is not suggesting that these three remain, that, um, that faith and hope, that they'll have no place in eternity. They certainly will, but it's that love will continue to grow forever and ever and ever and ever. The, the people that are, that are there now, the loved ones that you'll see, Jesus, God, the Father, you will continually grow in, in that love. And then Paul, or excuse me, in, in the New Testament, one of Jesus' disciples, he makes a profound statement that is... Um, a common scripture as well. It's John 13, 35. He says, by this, he's talking about love. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you quote more scripture than the person sitting beside you. And this is so important that you make sure you understand this. It says all people will. Will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Now, I'm going to ask you to participate with me right here, and you must remember that we're streaming and recording this service, so please be careful what you say, okay, and don't make me regret it. (laughs) Why is it difficult to sometimes love other people? Why is it difficult to love 
Well, let's, let's not even name people because you might bring up an ex and we might get all Jerry Springer in here. <laughs> we just can't have that in Jesus' house. They're imperfect. Yeah, let's talk about why is it why is it tough sometimes to love other people? Let's not name anybody specifically. It does take sacrifice. That's good. What else? People are messy. They're hateful. Resentment build up in our hearts. Selfishness. Amen. Yeah. So good. Yeah, that's good. Why else is it difficult to love? Argumentative. Argumentative, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, I think that's, yeah, very realistic and, and true, Victor. What else? I, I want us to dive into this for a minute because this is going to kind of be what really just lays the foundation for everything that we've spoke about for the past five weeks. Why is it difficult I'll tell you what, let's, let's get really honest in for a moment. Let's flip the script on church and let's make this, it's just not about you coming to hear me speak. It's about us interacting with each other. Why are you difficult to love? You're not godlike enough. Amen. What else? Hateful. <laughs> Listen, I had a feeling, I had a feeling when that first one was spoke that that was coming from somewhere deep. I just felt it in my soul. Why are you difficult to love? Sinner, yeah. What else? Selfish. Selfish. Mm-hmm. Stubborn. Want things my way? Hard headed. What else? Cocky, yeah. Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Sarcastic, yeah. Did you say blunt? What else? Misunderstood. I think that's good too. Yeah. Drama. Listen, I think it's really important that you see that you see this here. So, so Paul's saying, "Hey, listen." This is what's going to remain, these three, but the greatest is love. And so here's, there again, he's talking about an eternal state, but what I think that shows us is this. And this is a diagnostic question. Don't answer this out loud. I want to ask you something that then I'm going to follow up with the answer. What do you pray for? And I want to clarify that it's not wrong to pray for things like a better job or a better marriage or a new relationship or restoration or to remove the resentment, or to be understood. I'm not saying, I'm not telling you what is wrong to pray for. I'm just asking you a general question. What do you pray for? And ultimately, what Paul is saying here is that what we should be pursuing more than anything is faith, hope, and love. But at the end of the day, we ought to be praying for love. Love covers a multitude of sins, and it is the greatest, basically what he's saying here, it's the greatest gift that God gives, and the reason why is because Listen to this. It is an attribute of God himself. Did you know that faith and hope are not an attribute of God? Because, listen, faith is means we have to have confidence in that. God has never had faith the way that we do because he does not have to trust anyone outside of himself. He does not need hope because he is all-knowing, so he does not put his hope in other things. 
So those are not attributes of God, but love is because God first loved us. He is love. And so it's the greatest because it is him. And so here what we see Jesus saying, you know, before Paul writes Corinthians is that by this, by love, all people will know that you are my disciples if you love. And I'm going to be honest with you, okay? And I'm, I'm not getting political. I'm not even casting my opinion. But the other day, if you're from East Tennessee and even nearby, there was a decision made by the district attorney, or not district attorney, but the 4th Judicial, whatever, up in Sevier County, to not press charges against two young men for the fires up in Gatlinburg. If you've not had your, hat, your, your head in a hole, does anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay. I watched the live press conference today, and I'm going to be honest with you. Man, there was a ton of hate coming from people. And maybe some of you all posted something. I don't know. But as, as I was watching that and seeing that stream, it just got me thinking, man, like, I get the passion. And listen, I don't know any of the 14 people that were killed, but, man, I loved Smoky Mountains. I was up there yesterday. My wife and I got married on Clemens Dome. It's home. It's I mean, it's, it's the mountains. That's our culture. It's who we are. We're, we're mountain people. And I don't know these two boys. And so I'm not trying to, you know, one way, I'm not saying what should or should not happen. I have an opinion. But I'm not casting it right here for sure. Well, y'all, y'all are looking pretty serious at me. But what I'm saying is there was so much hate coming out. I even heard people saying like, and listen, I'm, not, I'm just... They were saying those two young men ought to be burned to death themselves. I'm just so grateful that that person doesn't have the authority to make decisions. And I think here's the thing. Love does not mean I'm tolerant of murder or evil or Muslims or, you know, excuse me, uh, extreme Muslims, not just the religion itself, or extreme Christians for that matter. Love does not mean tolerance by any means. It does not, we, I'm going to tolerate these beheadings. I'm going to tolerate these bombings. Or I'm going to tolerate, you know, hate crimes. Or I'm going to tolerate, you know, sex crimes. That's not what it is. It means that I can extend something to someone regardless of how they are or what they believe because of how I'm loved. Love is the greatest. And by this, all people will know that we belong to Jesus. And so I think a good question then is this. If we, you know, ask what you're praying for, ultimately it ought to boil down to the Christian pursuit should be more faith, more hope, more love. If people don't know that you follow Jesus, according to what he said, it's because you're not loving well enough. And so I want to ask another question. And you can speak for a friend, or you can speak, you know, on behalf of yourself. What are ways that Christ followers could love better to the world? How could we love better? How could we get up from 403 Market Street and this not just be another checkbox, another Sunday where I came and did my thing and wore my Sunday best or whatever and, you know, how could we get up here and really make a difference? Be of service to others. Say again? Um, be, of, be, of be of service to others, yeah. Be intentional. Be intentional. Hey, 
I'm sorry. Pay attention. Pay attention. Yes, preachers love when people pay attention. That's practical, right? That's practical. That's practical. How can we love our community better? Let's start there. How can we love? And it is through these things. And so talk of, just for a minute, what, what does that mean then? What does it mean to meet people where they are? Because in that could be acceptance, tolerance. Okay, I'm going to handle the way, you, you know, what does it mean to meet people where they are? He was like, not today. <laughs> what are some other ways that we can love humanity better? Help people. Yeah. Help people. Not be judgmental. You should help people and communicate. Yeah. In like what ways? Yeah, that's so good. So I don't want to get off on a tangent here, but like we, we talked about this in our volunteer service kind of along that lines. When it comes to like sharing our faith, and we call it here having spiritual conversations, sometimes we feel like we've got to go up and we've got to quote like the book of Isaiah and we've got to be able to know everything to say and then we've got to be able to answer every question they may have even though, you know, there's you know, nearly impossible to know every single thing. And one of the things that we were talking about is, um, is, is how Jesus, in, in John chapter 4, there's the woman at the well, and this woman is basically, uh, today we would not call her a very polite word because she had been with five men and none of them were her husband. And, and, and Jesus, it's there in the afternoon, and Jesus meets her at this well where they're pumping water. And I think what we've grown up in our culture, and I'm not knocking any other church, okay, but there's, a, there's this tendency that we grow up in church to where like, to share our faith means we have to like evangelize and we have to go up and say, you know, if you die tonight, if you die tonight, would you spend eternity with Jesus or would you be in hell? And I just want to tell you, listen, man, you can't take the methods of yesterday and try to change people tomorrow. That left with VH1 in 1990 or whatever. <laughs> you just can't reach people that way. You can't. So Jesus, he walks up to this woman and he doesn't say, hey, listen, I know you're sleeping around with a bunch of other men and that's not pleasing to the Father, so you better, you know, turn or burn, get saved or microwaved and all those crazy, you know, things that people say. <laughs> now he just, listen, he just walks right up to her and, and Morgan, it's really long what you're, what you're talking about. They're completely different and listen, you got to understand context back then. It would have been, she shouldn't have been there in the first place and, and most... You know, people like Jesus would not have been talking to, not Jesus particularly, but leaderships, rabbis, these Jews would not be talking to Sumerian women. And he comes up to her, and they're at the well, and he doesn't, listen, he doesn't preach to her. He doesn't throw scripture on her. He doesn't say, you better be in church this morning. He just says, he communicates. He says, hey, they're at a well. When he talks about this, he said, can I have a drink of water? And that's how it starts. 
And sometimes, listen, it, you, that's so good to, to communicate because sometimes it, it is just having a conversation with someone. It's just getting up and, and saying hi or, hey, you know, how's your day going? It's not, you don't have to throw Jesus down them. That's so good. What are other ways? Just being there. Just being there. Your actions speak louder than words. Amen. Amen. That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. We've learned that unconditional. That's a big, right? It means there's no, no circumstances, no strings attached. It's good. It's good. Sometimes just a smile. Sometimes just a smile. Yeah, goodness gracious, because Christians can be hateful, man. Amen. No, I'm serious. Amen. <laughs> that wasn't a jab. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. You know, we say we had this greatest joy. We have the greatest gift that is the Father could ever give, His Son Jesus, for those of us who are in Him. We've learned that it's patient, that it's kind, that it doesn't keep a record of wrongs. We've learned that love is a choice. We've learned that it's not perfect yet, but there's a time that's coming, so now we love the best I can with everything I am today. And now that what we, what we see is, listen, greater than anything else, it's love. When Ariel and I first got together, that's my wife. She's downstairs watching some of the kiddos. We lived in this um, we lived in this garage apartment and uh, had one car. And I honestly, and look, you know, and we have we don't have. I mean, we have more than what we need right now. Let me just be honest with you, okay? We are blessed. We are blessed. We have more than what we need. Not everything I want, but more than what we need. And I just remember, you know, back then having that one car, and I remember the job. I wasn't even in ministry then, and uh, really didn't even feel like, I don't, you know, I just wasn't, I didn't see that as my future, but um, worked for a bed store is what I did, and um, had one car, and I remember like she would take me to work, and my buddy would, you know, pick me up. And really all we, I guess what I'm trying to say is then, like looking back, like it was for real love that kept us going. Wasn't money, wasn't a nice house, and it was good. It was good. Love is good. It's a good thing. It's hard. It's painful. It's deceitful. But it's good. So when Paul, when he says that this this is what remains, there again he's talking about in eternity. But we see that it lines up so perfectly in this life with what Jesus said. If you want to be known for following Jesus, then you just need to answer this question and think honestly, how well am I loving people? How well am I loving people? And it is, it's difficult because people are messy and they're jacked up and they're hateful and they'll lie to you. But you know what? You'll lie to yourself too. So let's, you know, let's not forget that. We'll lie to ourselves. 
One more question, then I want us to close, and the worship team will sing one more song, and we'll conclude this series. What is something that you feel like you can practically do? What's something you can practice, you yourself? I asked earlier, what's something we can do? And, you, you know, you grave, you know, maybe the answer is the same. Maybe it is to communicate. What's something you yourself can do to represent Jesus and love people more this week? Do something unexpected. Remember someone's name. Yeah, amen. Remember someone's name. What's something you can practically do this week to love somebody better? Smile. Smile. Hold the door. door. Call Call and check on somebody. Pray for someone. What else? Practice selflessness. What else? Yeah, that's, you know what, that just struck a nerve with me because I've always loved what Jesus said. That, hey, man, what you've done for the least of these, you've done for me. What you've done for the least of these, those who don't deserve it, you've done for me. So amen to that, sir. A few a few more. Something practically you can do to show love this week. Amen. Yeah. It is inviting them, though, man. It is. Who else? What's something practical you can do this week? Try to have the right perspective. Amen. Well, I would challenge you with this. Love is the greatest. It'll, it'll continually grow. And that's what Paul's saying here. And when we get to heaven, it'll continually grow. You'll fall more in love with Jesus and God. Perhaps for some of you, this week, the greatest way that you could love other people is really by start seeing how much Jesus loves you. More than you can fathom, more than you can imagine. I think if we knew how much he loved us, one, I don't know. I, well, first off, on this earth, we'll never know. It's hard to grasp. But it may crush our very soul if we knew how much the Father loved us and we deliberately didn't love him. But the good news is, is even in spite of our lack of knowledge and wisdom and understanding the things that will fade, his love for you is beyond comprehension. And for you sometimes to give it, you must receive it. And the Father wants you to. And that's no matter where you're at. If you're in here this morning and you're like, I'm not even sure where I'm at with Jesus or I'm just really more of a churchgoer, I love church more than I love Jesus, or I don't even, I just don't know where I'm at with this, all this thing, the good news is he still loves you. He still loves you. So I'd love for just the worship team to, to come back up here and let's just sing a couple of courses that here's my heart.
and just offer that to the Father this morning. And um, if you will, just, just pray with me as, as, as they begin to play and we, we sing just a little bit more. Jesus, you are so good to us. And, and, and help your people sitting here, help our team, the Dominican, help those in the house church and the, the churches in, um, around the world Lord, that are meeting. Those who are risking their lives to hear and share the gospel. Help your people, Lord. Love at a greater capacity, for that is what will change the world. God, that's what changed us, is your love. And help us to understand that there's a tension and there's a balance between loving and accepting and tolerating and condoning behaviors and ways that are not pleasing to you. But even in that, God, that we can extend grace and we can be patient and we can be kind and we don't have to keep a record of wrong because love is greater. Love is greater, Lord, and we know that love is a choice. So this morning, help us to choose love, to, to love our neighbor as ourselves, to, to love you, God, the way that you've loved us, to love ourselves the way that you love us. God, we live in a world where self-image is, is often, God, is often portrayed as, self-image is portrayed by many things that are false and we're constantly, we live in a world that's constantly being edited to perfection, so help us this morning to look in the mirror look in the mirror and see and feel your, your presence and know that your love for us, God, is not based upon our image, what we wear, what we do for a living, what people call us, how much money we make, how educated we are or not. You just love us as your children. And because love is the greatest, Lord, help the people here under the sound of my voice strive to let all people know that we are your disciples because we love love people that are different than us. We love people different colors than us. We love people different sexes than us. We love people that are different religions than us. We love people that hate us. God, we love. Let City Lights Church be known here at this building on 403 Market Street. Let the people that gather here, let the community, let the region know that we are a people of love. And we love the least of these, God, and we do it in honor of you the way that you have loved us. May we be known love. May we be known for loving you, Jesus. You stand and sing with us. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord.
Hey, this is Pastor Peyton, and I just wanted to personally say thank you for connecting with us on our podcast and listening to today's message. I pray that God spoke to you. I pray that you're hearing Him, that God is showing you the way in His plan for your life and how great that is. And more importantly, I hope that you take what you learn and you put it into action where you live, work, and play. Again, thank you so much, and God bless you.